You're listening to Real Folk with me, Joe Burke. Welcome to Custard HQ, Pam Jones. You found us. Hooray! Yes, I know. <laughs> I was thinking, where is it? <laughs> now, the reason you were running late is because you, you are a foster carer and yes. you help with the homeless. Of course. You live in Folkestone now? Have I you do. always lived well, here? No, I, 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 I'm from Wiltshire, really, but I've been down here. 30 odd years. Still got the accent. So I know, but it's even worse when my sisters and my family come down and I'm going, all right, I'm all right. And I think, oh, Pam, shut up. So I try and keep it a bit dignified, but it don't work. Oh, I love it. I love that accent. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So what brought you to Folkestone? I worked in a children's home in Selinge. Oh, that's, right. that, that's what brought me down here. Then the, then the children's home closed. Then I got a job in Folkestone and met some friends and then... I met my ex, well, my husband, um, and um, we settled, because he's from Folkestone. Yeah. Um, we settled in Folkestone. And so you were caring for children then already? Um, or? About sort of like after we got married and my first son was born. Um, it was after Lee was born, so yes. So you already had your own children or child? Yeah, I've one. got two boys. You've yeah. got two. Yeah. And so what sort of made you decide to go into fostering? Because I love children. And I come from a family of nine. So being the second oldest, I always had someone on my hip. So, you know, it's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just nature-nurture debate. You've just always got someone on your hip. And I wanted to make a difference. For anyone out there that would be thinking maybe of fostering, is it is it a complex thing? Is it difficult to get into? It's quite long-winded to get the assessments, but they have to do assessments to make sure that the children are safe, which I understand. Yeah. And can more or less anybody Anyone do it? can, yes. Yeah. yeah. And like um, older people can do respite as well. You know, if they don't want to do full fostering, they can go as a respite carer. Oh, you know, that's so interesting. So that just gives the other foster carers a break. Break when they need it. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. But I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah, you can. That's maybe a good way of dipping your toe into... I think, yeah, just feeling the water. Yeah, yeah. see if it's for you. Yeah. And children-wise, do you do any age? Well, or... I've been doing it 30 years. And <gasps> 30 oh, plus, years? 30 years plus. Oh, my goodness. And in Folkestone, when I was younger, um, I used to be just known as the baby lady in Folkestone. <laughs> That's because wonderful. Because I had a sort of two or three buggy, you know, um, and um, I'd go and pick up newborn newborn babies six hours old from the William Harvey Hospital or from police stations. That and makes that, it sound like there were just so many of them everywhere. There what, was, what, like, was you know, on? if the, if, um, if someone, you know, couldn't look after their children or right. they were at risk, you, you know, then they were at the hospital and, you know, someone had to take, take, for... take for these children until an assessment was made. And right. That's what I did. Yeah. So that. So you don't think about that as a as a lay person. I don't think about when you said, "Oh, I go and pick them up from the police." It made it sound, sound like they're just random children. No, if um, being dropped parents, off there, but obviously, no, if there's something no. gone on, so if there has been a, domestic, you know, a fight or domestic, yeah. or whatever, um, and the children needed to safe care, yeah. then I'd go and pick them up from the police station as well. So it's lovely. You just you do get bonds with these babies, and I've always fostered on the. Um, on the way of doing, if you treat your ch- treat the foster children like you would your own, yeah, that's the way to do fostering, and yeah. that is that's how I've always done it, you know. And talking about that, how do your sons? How did your sons react to having various? Oh, they different... loved it, really. Yeah, I'd come in with, like I'd go and pick a baby up, or a baby would be brought to my house, and um, my boy, my boys, when they were little, they'd sit on the say, "Oh, mummy, mummy, can I have a cuddle?" He'd sit there and have a cuddle with the baby. Yeah. And both my boys are so brilliant with child, 
young babies, children, they're brilliant. And have they got kids of their own now? My oldest son's got two, age five, and Amira is 18 months. So you're a grandma now, too. I'm a grandma, too, so yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And what it's just such a lovely story. And that's why I really wanted you to come on. And thank well, you for I love coming it. in. No, I love it because you're making a difference to children's lives. And um, I used to do drug addicted babies and fetal alcohol syndrome, children that have been abused. Um, you know, when you're doing that much, you've got to give that extra special care. Yeah. And I used to, um, with babies that were drug addicted, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have a baby sling. On me, literally, the baby was just in the sling, and I'd have to hoover, cook everything because you couldn't put them down because they're in so much distress. Really, mm. and that's so because they've they've got that sort of withdrawal because their parent, their mum was basically on yeah. the drugs. So you've got to withdraw the babies as well. So that's wow. horrendous. So are they going through even at that tiny, tiny age? Uh, uh, cold they're born. And I suppose you can't give them anything. No, other you just than love just and love. cuddles and, and, and holding them close and yeah. making them feel secure and safe. So that's why I used to love doing it, you know. And do you have you officially stopped doing the foster caring now or are you still No, doing I still it? foster. You're no, still I foster, doing it. but I'm um now I I foster um older teenagers, but teenagers from sort of like fourteen plus. So they're they're maybe the, the kids that people that Tomorrow. were thinking about doing it might be a bit wary about doing because yeah, you, I think people probably presume they're more of a handful. They are. Yeah. They are. But, but then you get another different side of it, you know. Um, you never, you can never take over a parent. I've never ever tried taking over a parental role because that's not my role. But my, my thing is to make them feel safe, safe but you can't help but love them. But um, <laughs> even... Like the little devils, you know, sort of like they come in and they, you know, quite disruptive and everything else. And but you, you, you take them under your wing. And I've sat up till two, three o'clock in the morning talking, and and putting everything straight. And yeah, yeah it, it's. I bet nobody it's has. No, I bet no one, nobody's no one's ever got, taken the time to do they've, that. They've either been labelled as trouble, or you're doing that. You, you know, and everything was um, always labelled on that. And yeah. So I what do I you just do? See do you a treat nicer, them, yeah, just treat them as a blank canvas and just yeah, go, well, don't yeah. prejudge. Don't don't prejudge anything. Although you must know, you do have you must have information, yeah, background you do. information. You do. So do you do you use that to help you guide them and get them into a better space mentally? Yeah, um, and like um, if they need services with like mental health with CAMS. Um, you know, or if they, you know, um, drug addict, you know, if they've got into drugs, they're, and saying that no child would go into drugs, they all do. They all, they all dabble and they all try it. You just sort of monitor and, and guide gently, but not with a shouting and screaming and putting them down, you know, sort of that sort of attitude just makes things so much worse. Yeah, and that's and probably just, all they've had anyway to date. Exactly, so, so I just think there's a nicer way. Well, I'm a bit mad anyway, so, you know, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> it no, doesn't it's... sound mad to me. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Completely but, opposite. No, it, it's it's endearing. And these kids will never, ever, they'll never forget you. There's one lad that's in prison. He stabbed someone. And I'd, I'd looked after him a few years ago. But, you know, he writes me from prison. He wants to write to me because yeah. he's lost all his family. No one wants to know him. So yeah. he writes to me and... And I just say, right, what have you been up to? You know, yeah. you've got to behave yourself, you know, because yeah. I say, you know. So you can tell him off. 
Yeah, I can tell him off and he'll take it. Yeah. He won't get angry. But that's an interesting point because I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners would be thinking this as well, that um, were you ever or have you ever been scared by any of the older ones? You, you know, this guy you've just said has ended up stabbing someone and just made me think, well, I wonder if you've ever been in a position. I knew he'd never do it to me. Right. And I'm a lone carer, so right, okay. I'm not, I haven't got a partner, it's just me. But I've never, I, I was never, I know he had anger issues and everything yeah. else. And a lot of them have. Of course. Um, but if you if they've gained that respect from you and you and you've got that mutual understanding of respect, usually you can't go wrong. No. You know, because you're like, well, they're nan. Yeah. Or mother hen one or two. So they other. just wouldn't dream of harming. No, no. I, no, I don't think they would, you no. know, because I'm not I'm pretty relaxed at home and my own the fridge is full help yourself the cupboards are full help yourself <laughs> can you I know. come round? yeah <laughs> yeah so that's how that's how but working it like that yeah you can go because a lot of young people these days their phones their life yeah that is they don't see anything else out of it and I sort of like I don't have expectations of you've got to sit down at the table if I don't do that if I get a meal get it already and say would you like to come and sit down or would you prefer it later? Nine times out of ten, I'm on the game, I can't do it now. So I think the family value things have gone, yeah. but you have to be very um, patient, um, accepting, I think, because the, of the society that we've we've created. built up. We've, we've created this, yeah. is games, gaming, I agree, phones. Yeah. And that is their it's life. It's just very insular, and that's it what is. the problem is. It and is. I think that's why so many kids are having trouble actually maintaining any form of relationship with anyone. They can't because they can't they can't get that. But you've got to start off really slowly, slowly. And, yeah. I, and then I say, right, okay, come on. How about we just have one meal together and sit down at the table? No phones, phones off the table, you know. No shouting, no screaming what they've been used to. Yeah. And do you find that they are shouty when they first arrive? Do they immediately sort of calm down because you're so very calm? As I said, I had a young girl come in last night and it was, she was scared, she was frightened, you know. Um, and I said, and How I old said, was she? 15. So right. I said, come on, come here. And she looked at me, she was frightened. I said, come on, give us a hug. Yeah. Because I'm a hugger. I am a hugger, and I, you know. It's a good place and, to and be. I think that, that you could feel her shoulders go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, well, this lady's nice. Yeah. You know, sort of, you know. You're probably the first kind human contact she's had in a long it's while. It's just kindness. Yeah. And yeah. You just think, come on. Come it's on. heartbreaking, though. Do you, I mean, is it, or is it just so, what, you get so much joy from it, obviously, but do you ever feel down about it? Because obviously you're dealing with I it on a daily the last, basis. The last little lad that I had, which was about, Ooh, 10 years ago that was the last baby I'd had him from six hours old oh. till he was two and a half and uh, that broke my heart because he'd only ever known me as mum yeah. and his mum his young his mum was a young mum and she'd always said Pam look after him you know I trust you implicitly she couldn't look after him bless her um and he went on for adoption and I don't know I should I think I was thinking of what was best for him. I should have adopted him. You think? I should have. So it's a re that's a regret, really. Yeah. And, did and he get adopted? He did. He, he got adopted. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. the main thing. But yeah, you. you oh, would, you know, yeah. it, it does. And 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 I think each baby that I fostered, they've all got 
all these little qualities and and I always used to sing to him um, the song "You Are My Sunshine." Oh, you know, I always sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> my only sunshine. And I've got wooden plaques in my house of "You Are My Sunshine," my only so you know, yeah, because um, that's what I always always sang to them, and I feel a bit of that's gone with them, and maybe they won't remember, but maybe oh, something in the back of their minds will always, yeah, yeah, always be there. So, yeah, I love. Yeah. I just love being me. Yeah. It's just, it's always been me and I've always put the kids first. And um, I'd, I wouldn't even go on holidays. Really? No, because I couldn't bear the thought of... Leaving them. Leave, it's, I know they say, you know, it's, it's a job and everything, but it's not. It's a vocation. Yeah. And I couldn't bear the thought of a baby being passed two weeks Oh, I'm going on holiday now. Although no. it is allowed, though, Pam, because we started this conversation with respite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know so it's allowed. You just it's went, allowed. Yeah, it's me. You just can't. It was me. Yeah, it was me. It's my. It's me person. who's yeah who's that sort of person. I wouldn't do it to my own children. Why would I do it to Foster? Yeah, oh, incredible. It's really amazing. So, how many um, kids do you think you fostered over the years? Oh my goodness! I know that ten years ago, I think it was two hundred and nineteen babies. Oh my god! Um, wow. 219 babies I know that I fostered um but I don't know it must be maybe up I don't know 250s or more I I don't know good grief you've spread the love to so many different just think of all the people that are singing you are my sunshine yeah yeah but it's (laughs) it you reap what you sow in life and I and I and I truly believe that and yeah so do I yeah I just think you know you do your house not for you, but for, for for the children in it, and that's that's it's not a house; it's a home, and and they need to feel the love. And that's yeah. my, that's another one of mine is you feel the love, you know. Yeah. Because you do. Yeah. They, they babies in, have an instinct. Always go on children and babies' instincts. They know. Yeah. They know if they feel safe. I had one little boy who came to me. I think it was about four months old. And he was just so sad. Oh. Uh, and the social worker brought him at night and then she knocked on my door and this little boy just went like this to me. And I went, come on, come just on, needed come cuddle. On, just come on. And the social worker was cuddling him, but he knew instinctively. That you, you've got the best love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Grown up now, you know. Yeah. Glad, you know, oh. so. And so do, they, do lots of them still stay in stay contact? In touch, yes. Really? That seems yes. that's that must be wonderful for you. Yeah, because it's like an extension of your yeah. family. Yeah. So I just I just think you as I said, you what you put in you get out. Yeah. Yeah. It is really amazing. It's such an amazing story. Do you help any other foster carers as well? Do you sort of If there, you know, if someone comes for to advice because I just feel like you must be the guru. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um I just think um cuz last Christmas I was the Christmas angel on the one show. Oh, were you? Oh, so yes. loads of people voted for you then, did yes. they? Is that what yes, happened? Mm. Wow, that was, it was a, a surprise. Huge... No, you it was had a no shock. idea. No, I had no idea whatsoever. So I just Good went grief. up to London thinking I was doing an interview. Just about... a day out. Well, I thought I was doing an interview with um, Salvation Army about the work that we do in in the Salvation Army Hall, um, feeding of the homeless. Oh, I yes, thought it was just about that. Yeah. I just thought it was that. No, it wasn't. It was all about fostering and being the Christmas angel, being that I feed the homeless and yeah. 
Wow. And Foster. You must have been in bits, were you? Oh, God, 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 God. <laughs> I, That's the sort of thing I'd have been in bits just watching. Oh, my, oh God, my goodness. <laughs> what have you done? But yeah. yeah. But my boys were in it. There was foster children. So everyone who knew. came up, yeah, and, and they come up to London and everything. And, and I was going, I've got to get back. I've got to get back home. My kids, you know, the kids that I, foster, uh, I was fostering at the at time. At the time, yeah. And I was going, I've got to get back home. I got, you know, I was worried about them, but they all were. They were all on a minibus um, to London to, to see you. to see me, little monkeys. That's an experience and a half. Oh, God. did you feel like a queen for the day? Oh, just so much. I was just <laughs> they were they were. And they your the sons cameras. must be so proud. Yeah, they are. You know, they are good, and I'm proud of them, and I'm proud of their parenting, how they look after children, how empathic they are, mm. um, and that all comes from you. That's, yeah. Um, but they're brilliant with children. That children just love them. So you know, it's it's passed on. Yeah, spreading so the love. It is sharing the love. Yeah. You're listening to Real Folk with me, Joe Burke. This would ordinarily be an advertising break, but as I don't yet have an advertiser, why not check out StandingOnCustard.com, where you can buy all four of my children's books, plus my adult comedy book about online dating all delivered free and signed by me. Standingoncustard.com. Back to the show. About five five and a half years ago, um, I think someone died in Folkestone who was homeless, and um, and I said, oh, that shouldn't happen. You know, You're right, though. It shouldn't be happening. We're one of the richest countries Western, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went on my soapbox. And, Good for um, you. Then I just started doing a big pot of stew, and I'd put it in the back of my car with plastic plates and bowls and bread and everything. And I'd go and take it out and feed the homeless. And then quite so a few people... So you just did that on your own? Yeah. You just saw this? Just saw so this. It was, on the, was it on the TV news or yeah, was it I think in the papers? I think it was in the papers. So you and just read that over started, breakfast or whatever and just went, right. I've got to do right. something. <laughs> so anyway, with that, volunteers came and come and help me and everything. And um, we started at the back of my, my car as I said, um, and then um, two, we do it two nights a week, Mondays and Fridays, and um, because that's the most times that there's bank holidays. Right. And everything shuts. So that's a really good plan, isn't it? The, the, the Monday and the Friday, knowing that they had a hot meal and a pudding and bread and cakes and things like that. Yeah. So then I started um, asking Tesco's, Waitrose, um, Lidl, all those sort of stores to ask, ask for help. And we started, and then we started... So they um, donate old food or... Yesterday's out. food, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah, so I'd done it like that, and then I had more volunteers to help me, and um, yeah. we just used to... Then we had... So do you have to go and collect it from all of those yeah. stores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went out, then we had... Um, How do you have the time to do everything, Pat? I don't know, I just think... I'm just, I <laughs> How think many I've hours got, are in your I day? Think, I think ADHD. Yeah, I think I've got ADHD somewhere along the line, but I like to be busy, you know? I'm not one for sitting down. No, so I can tell. <laughs> I just like to be busy. And um, I started um, a group up and we started feeding the homeless. The so first... did you do it from a specific spot so people knew where you would be each day? Yeah, and, so... and um, then we got some garages that uh, some garages that we we done made it into like a little cafe. Freezing. And especially in the winter. Yeah. No, no, no light, no water, no heat, nothing. We used to do it in these big terrines and keep them warm with candles yeah. underneath oh, so right yeah and, and they used to come in and get their dinner 
And I've got a good team. I've got a so how many team. people are you feeding on a Monday and a Friday? Can be from about it varies sixty ish to forty, wow. but it's not. It's because of the um, pandemic. You've got lots of more vulnerable people um, whose maybe benefits have cut or. Um, uh, there's huge amounts of problems so out there. Been an, I was going to say to you with the pandemic. So what happened? Were they still able to get to you, and were you still able to run that throughout the pandemic? We, we've run it, but only through a takeaway service. Right. So everything is um, in foil containers. I cook. Well, me, me and a couple of others. We all cook. Um, that is Hillary, Eddie, me, um, and uh, Joe, and we just all get together. And there's a whole bunch of us, and we cook it all. Put it all in foil containers, put it in the ovens, and then put it into bags for people to take away. Because we had to self, you know, the the distancing and, yeah. and, and making sure that everyone was safe. So even a pandemic didn't stop you. No, absolutely not. No, and it was no. more necessary then as it well. It was needed, yeah. and also um, we get food that was donated, and um, Sheila and I would, um, and Eddie would do food parcels for every, any families. We got in touch with schools for vulnerable families, and then took all the food to different schools in Folkestone. There's five schools that we were helping at, the t at one time. Yeah. And all the food was being distributed around schools for families. Because quite often, sometimes children, that's the only hot meal they'll get. Yeah, and, and especially when the that's closed. why we yeah. were doing it. Yeah, yeah. So we were just doing all the food and anything that we collected that was left over, we'd take it to the schools and everything. And the schools would give it out to families then. So yeah. it's, I don't like wasting food. No especially when families need it or homeless or vulnerable, just get in there and give it out. Yeah. You know, I always say uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And if they don't want to be going by the rules of, say, the winter shelter where they're not allowed to smoke and they're not allowed to drink, right? then, you know, which is right because you've got to safeguard everyone. Of course. Yeah. Um, and they won't come in, but they'll always tell the general public, nah, Cancer won't help me. So go. so won't help me. And there's nowhere to go. But there 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 have been. Um, so there is, but they they've got rules that they don't. They don't like, want to. So they don't no, want to not smoke, no, and they don't want to no. obviously. Yeah. So you know, sort of. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to balance it up. Of course. But yeah. Yeah. We don't judge. I mean, how do you feel about it? Because you're doing. I mean, with the fostering and with with the, with the helping the homeless, it's part of the same problem. Really. It is, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's your take on that? Do you feel over that you've been doing it for many years, do you feel that it's got worse or better or what do you think the, the main... I think we can't really judge with the pandemic because it's been so many people at work. Yeah. So many, so, and with the pandemic, you've got domestic violence as well. You've got a lot yeah. of marriages breaking down. It's, it's huge, but, you know, if someone, if I get a text message help Pam can you yes I will yes you can I will yeah I'll do it you know yeah. and I think well if I can help then you know uh, my, uh, my team behind me will will um yeah will try and sort you out that's pretty special you do you do know how amazingly special one in a million you are <laughs> I don't think I am <laughs> I just I just like to make a difference in yeah. people's lives and those little things you know even sort of like um putting a shout out for a lady who needed size 18 to 20 clothing that was in domestic violence. She'd done a runner with nothing except the clothes on the back. Wow. And people were bringing clothes for me for her yeah. and shoes and things. And one lady went and even bought 
she was so she was so lovely, one of my friends. Um, she went and bought brand new underwear for the lady as well. So wow, you know, it's people like that. It? That yeah. it's not me; it's the people out there I admire. That's the thing. I mean, I keep going on about it because this podcast is relatively new, but I um, one of the main reasons for doing this is to highlight people like you, the, the <laughs> oh, people that are, um, you know, you're so humble and yet you're you do such phenomenal work. I mean, seriously, phenomenal. And so do all the people around you that you, you know, your team of helpers and, and the general public. public. Um, because I think it's important to share the good news. There's so much there is, negativity there is, there is around. so much negativity, but there is there is also lots of good people around. Exactly right. And that's what this well. is about. It's about celebrating those people and obviously letting listeners out there know whatever part of the world they're listening that, People are good. You know, we're pretty good to each other. And mostly we just want to help. Um, not everyone has the ability or the chance to do it. But but most people, if you ask them, will help. Yes. And it's, it's yes. asking for help, which is difficult for a lot of people. And, and a lot of people are proud. Yeah. And they'd rather suffer. But I think, well, you know, um, if I can help with whatever you need, if I can get it. And nine times out of ten, if I put a shout on Facebook, Oh dear, you know, because uh, confidentiality is key, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just say, uh, yeah, I've got a lady who's really in dire straits at the moment and needs clothes, anyone size, that, that can you help? Yeah. And I get messages, oh, but I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll do that. Yeah. It's amazing people in Folkestone. Yeah. It's amazing people in Folkestone that take me out off to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so brilliant i mean people pulling together like that at times when it's you like when, you need, it when the you, most, need it the most, you know and i think probably i don't i can honestly say pam i've never met anyone like you no i don't think you <laughs> i haven't i, I haven't think i'll just and just, this interview came about, didn't it, because of Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. the mayor, uh, who was the very first person that I had in she custody. She's so funny. She's so funny. And finding out about her life was amazing, or what she's done. Yeah. And uh, and again, that's another thing. Everyone thinks people are just one thing, and no, they're not. Everyone's so multifaceted and interesting, and it's just so nice for people, I think, to be able to tell their story, or at least a little bit of it in these. Obviously, there's some lovely counsellors who really care, you know. Um, Jackie was the mayor, the mayor and, and Mary Laws and you know it's sort of there's just such lovely heart-rendering people yeah out there and the council have helped us as well um, with grants to help us keep above water because of the amount of expense that we've had to fork out to keep going yeah because it's not just um, the food and the meat that because no one gives us meat so we have to buy all the meat you know how how it's gone up tenfold and all the foil containers and um all the things you don't think all about. the th and, and the and the bags and and you have to do everything you've got to buy the lid separately to the containers and the nice plastic knives and forks because everything has got to be take away and you know disposable yeah all that sort of stuff has really cost a lot of money uh, yeah. but we've kept going yeah you know? Do you do any official uh, fundraising things? I think I'm going to have to start doing some I was more just fundraising say, because we, yeah, I can try and I do really something. Need you need, you're short of a few bob for... I am. Um, yeah. Well, everything's yeah. just dwindled yeah, yeah. throughout this pandemic because we spent so much. 
Yeah, so if there's any businesses out there or We'd anybody like that me. would that can donate to um, this amazing lady that sat in front of me now, um, <laughs> I, I might I might just bow down and <laughs> grovel at your knees. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm in awe of you. And, um, you know, if there's anything we can do here to help at all, we will. I'm sure there'll be loads of listeners in Folkestone and maybe even outside of Folkestone that would probably love to say that they can help you do what you do. It's just like, you know, we we do goodie bags like with crisps, chocolate, sweets, because they they have a sweet tooth, homeless. Well, we all do. They they like like a little goodie bag. We always do up a goodie bag of drink and sweets and and we're always trying to get money for, For for those sort of... It's just a little nice bits, yeah, you know. We true. we all like a little, you know, bar of chocolate. Well, it's or all things we take and, for granted. You we know, do. Everyone just has a, you know, probably just, everyone sitting at home listening to this has got chocolate in their drawers in the kitchen. Of course, this. But you know, clearly, like you say, just because you're homeless, I mean, it's amazing to go somewhere and have a hot meal. But you know, it would be nice, like you said, to have a little treat as well that they can take away. Yeah, and, and also little... I've got to think forward of Chris, of Christmas. Yeah, you know, things like that. Like Christmas, I love Christmas. I'm a big kid. I don't (laughs) mind saying it. I'm a big kid. But for Christmas, getting things that they need, like tracky bottoms and things like that. Yeah, we're not going to be able to afford to do this year because we just haven't got the funds. No. Um, So if people out there, um, so I was just thinking to myself, if if we're having to clear out and we've got old clothes, or is is there somewhere where you take that stuff in all the time, or do you just do shout outs for individuals? I'm good. I just, I'm just going to try and see if anyone, if they want to give anything um, to buy brand new, because they need not just secondhand clothes. They need new stuff. Yeah, I, it'd be nice to do like toiletries, tracky bottoms. You know, like we do usually do the socks. The so basically, the that's a really good thing as well, because how many of us out there, listeners uh, like me? end up with half a ton of toiletries at Christmas from relatives that yes. you never use that you Donate probably still got pan. in your bathroom from yeah. 1964. <laughs> really? <laughs> in a box. But yeah, it's just... It's that sort of thing. So, yeah, you nice, know... something nice. So it's re-gifting, really. It's re-gifting. Which gifts. leaves a, a nice... It's a nice warm feeling for everybody then. Uh, yeah, it's just fuzzy and I think everyone deserves something. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. So, have you got? Do you have a, a website for your um, volunteering helping, or the helping, helping the homeless yeah. and vulnerable? That's on Facebook. So, what's group. best for people to do? Is it best for us to go on there and join it, is or like yeah, it? Yeah, like then... it. Yeah, like like my page, please. That would yeah, be wonderful. Like the page, everyone. I order you wherever you are. <laughs> please like my page. <laughs> like the page on Facebook, and if you've got anything um, that gets bought for you or that you've bought and you don't like or no longer use or if you want to just go out and buy someone that's homeless something nice as a little gift if you're shopping something nice I think it makes all the difference yeah and it's the gift that keeps giving because you'll feel good about doing it and the person that gets it will feel amazing if people that go onto your Facebook page and start liking it, which I shall be which one, be lovely. Um, if if we've got anything that we can donate, we just message you on there. Is that the yeah. best way to get yeah. in contact? Um, or I can give you my number. Um, uh, usually, sort of like on the side of my car is got my telephone number. It's oh seven five two one seven zero four two four seven, which is my phone number, and, and people will message me or. If not, go on to the page. Right. Um, helping the homeless and vulnerable. 
on Facebook. So that's all over your car as well. So you drive around with it. Oh my goodness, yes. I was trying to. There is just no stopping you, Pam, is there? I know, I know. Is it called the Pam Mobile? It should be. It should be. I think I need a new van, really, you know, but I can't afford one of them. Well, Pam needs a new van. If there's anyone out there that's getting rid of a van or knows of anyone that can trade in an old van for a nice new one for Pam. (laughs) <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. let's get a review pam and van come on <laughs> my, i think my car has really done the works with i bet it has yeah with so much food and in it and everything as well yeah but what sort of size van have you got and do you oh, need? i've got um a persia 4007 is that so a big that's uh you know it's a it's a seven seat it's a seven oh right okay so like a, yeah yeah Mul- yeah multi-car um van so um yeah but it's been turned into my Picking up spuds and bread yeah. and potatoes and fruit and everything, yeah. and pick up certain days of the week from Waitrose because Waitrose help us and Tesco's over in Chirrut, um, and of course Lidl. That's good that those companies do that, though, isn't it? That is amazing because oh, otherwise it's amazing. such a waste of food. It is, and, and I know. hate wasting food. No, it's horrific. When people need it. Yeah, like if yeah. we had like the other day, we had loads and loads and loads of um, sliced loaf, and I thought, right. Bread and butter pudding. I haven't oh, done that for yet, for I ages. I love bread and butter pudding. <laughs> so my butter. dad used to make a, yes. a mean one um, of those. Ma- yeah, banging, aren't they? You just don't see it, even in cake shops anymore. No, Nobody really does no, it. No, bread and butter pudding. And like, oh, we were good. Was, another lady gave me a great big bag of apples. Um, and I just peeled them all on, I think it was Thursday. Peeled them all, stewed them, well, prepped them and stewed them. And then I said, right, um, to Hillary, who was cooking on Friday, I said, got loads of apple I've, I've done and I've put into containers. I'm just going to freeze them. Do you need them? She said, oh, yeah, we'll have that for... Because like, we'd already done cakes and put them in the freezer. And she said, I'll make apple apple sponge cakes and oh, custard. So, lovely. you know, it's another thing. Sort of. I thought you were going to say my favourite, apple crumble. Oh, no, we were, no, we were, it was meant to be for apple crumble. But oh. because they don't, they got this sponge out, they so thought they they'd do that. the apple sponge. But it was for apple crumble. Nice. Oh, they love it. Yeah, good yes, old, delicious. just good grub. Old-fashioned English food. <laughs> yeah, but it works. Yeah, it, it really does. does. It does. And like you say, it uses up all the waste because that's what we used to do when I was a kid with the bread and butter pudding or the bread, bread pudding. pudding. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. you know, nothing was wasted. And it well, was my it. sister's come down and um, when they come down to see me, um, they said, Pam, make mum's bread pudding. So I'd have to make a great big, great big thing of bread pudding so that they could take some home and freeze it. Because they can't make it like my mum used to make it. And I just... Good old fashioned recipe. I, well, no, there's no recipe. I just throw just it all throw together. It all in. Yeah, <laughs> throw it together and, and they loved it. So I have to make them. I love it. Well, let me know next time you're making that. I, I tell you, I'll, I'll come round for some. <laughs> I'll drop something nice off for everyone. <laughs> and I'll trade you it's for a good. slice of good old fashioned bread, bread pudding. pudding. Yeah, a slab. Well, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. I mean, as I said before, I'm an absolute awe of you and what you do oh, I don't for know. Folkestone. I, just, I just think Folkestone's a great place. I just so think you just need to look underneath and, and see when you see how much of the ripple of yeah. people helping people who are in dire need, yeah. then that is where we come from. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful place. I, I absolutely adore it, my heart and soul. I love this old high street. I love the harbour. I love yes, so the community. I. It feels like I'm from London yeah. and when I was a kid, I remember that sense of community, but it's gone. sort of gone. It, everything's bu- got anonymous too, now. Too busy. Too busy and anonymous, and you didn't. You don't know the neighbours like you used to. No. Um, 
it's just a, a different feel. And as soon as I met Phil and we were here more, yeah. I, you just, it's just like stepping back in well, time. It's like it's, everyone cares. BD, you know, and of course the pandemic and everything. Um, and I just organised street party in our in our. Oh, I love a street party. It was it was <laughs> lovely. It was it was really great because you know we all sat in our drives, so we were so social distancing, um, and went all down the road, and everyone came out, and it was endearing, and it was heart rendering, yes, and it was yeah. you know, and people sad but lovely, sad and, but lovely yeah, yeah. to see all the neighbours and and everyone. Who didn't know who was at the bottom, new neighbours at the bottom of the And top. you do now. They do now. Yeah. And, and it was just walking down in the middle of the road and saying, oh, you know, I'm so and so. And I was just going, all right, I'm organising a street party. Come on, <laughs> get out. Come on, get out of your It just house. takes one person. It does. To, G, to Jivy. And, and we just done it. It was yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing in, in life, I think. It just takes one person to go, do you know what? This isn't good enough. Yeah. We need to Let's get together and pull our fingers out. Yeah. And we can do it. And and you are that person, Pam. So. <laughs> <laughs> a bit mad. I, uh, I think it's amazing that you came in. And uh, the reason you were late was because you were doing your thing, caring for somebody that had just been sort of thrust upon you. Sure, sure noticed. I just thought, oh, gosh. Because obviously crises don't, they, you can't diarise no, for those, no, can you? No, no, you have to just get, just get all the shopping in and yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah so bless lovely. your heart for coming in with all that still going on and mm. sharing your story. Just just flow. Let it flow. I'm a river. <laughs> Let it flow. That's me. <laughs> Be more river. Yeah. Yes, I need river. that. I need that in my life. You're amazing. And Thank listeners you. out there, if there's anything you can do to help in any way, shape or form, you know where to go. It's on that Facebook page. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Real Folk with me, Joe Burke.